Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Today, I have my business coach, Jeannie Spiro. She is a business strategist and coach specializing in helping midlife women coaches. Who knew? Yes, a midlife. And client-based business owners take their business to six figures and beyond. Having taken her failing coaching business to six figures in 12 months, Jeannie is passionate about helping other midlife women grow, monetize, and scale their businesses. To learn more about Jeannie, you can check her out at JeannieSpiro.com. And without further ado, hi, Jeannie. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me here. My pleasure. I am so psyched you're here. You have such an amazing story because like me, you came from corporate. And unlike me, you started transitioning before you left your job. I didn't transition until after. I think that bit me in the butt. So let's hear about your story and why you did what you did and why it's working amazingly well for you. Well, thank you. I would say that at 44, when I decided to do something new with my life, something that actually had purpose and meaning, I started my business and I became a coach. But I started off as a health coach first because I was always in the health and employee benefits field and in sales and marketing positions there. And I thought that that's what I was going to do. It was an incredibly great way to get my feet wet and learn to be a coach. And I went on and got further certifications. But the best part was that I had a job while I was transitioning. And eventually I morphed into a business coach because I couldn't leave behind everything that I was doing and knew and loved. So I brought that with me and turned into a business coach. But the part that was the most challenging was the year that I decided to leave. I wasn't as prepared as I thought I would be. And so what happened was I spent a good year trying to figure out, catch up, decide what I needed to focus on. And I love that we're talking about focus here because what happened during that time was my mind was so scattered. I was all over the place for a full year. And by the end of that first year, I thought I either have to go back to corporate or I have to make this work. And I chose to make it work. So the next year after I'd left was the year that I hit six six figures. So I went from plummeting, looking for coins in the sofa, rolling them up basically to, oh, I can figure this out and be successful and I don't have to go back. So it can turn on a dime. (laughs) So it was a good thing. Which is great. And not everybody has that happen Mm -mm. where it's right away. And that's what you bring to coaching that makes you so successful is saying, hey, I get it. I was, you know, the one looking for change in the sofa. And then I was able to turn my business around in one year. 
So I'd love to talk about some of the strategies you use to actually make that happen because you touched on focus, which is also sort of, I think, aligned with some systems and processes. And so this is why I'm so happy to be here. And because I know this is what you focus on and we are so aligned in this way. The thing that I discovered was doing less actually brought better results and faster results. And there's this common thought that more marketing, more action, all of these things that you do will end up like something you'll throw spaghetti on the wall and one of those things will work. And it was when I started to dial my brain back to think, what do I really need to focus on and how can I just be hyper-focused on these actions? That's when I started to accelerate. And so some of the strategies, well, one in overarching was this way that I was working. So I think you would, you would put the stamp of approval right on top of this was I just looked at how and when I was working first. And I started every single morning with a lens, like I put my glasses on. It was like, I'm going to be generating revenue and I'm going to be working on attracting clients. And that was it every single day. That was the focus. And as soon as I realized that there was an easier way to do it, then I just, I employed certain methods to attract clients quickly. And I just stayed in those lanes. So for a long time, I didn't really focus that much on social media marketing because I was doing a lot more speaking. I was attracting clients through hosting my own workshops. And so you could see I was just staying in that one area to grow my business. And that's what accelerated everything. Right. And working with you, that's what I've been doing is streamlining down. And I and actually know anyone who's been listening to this podcast regularly will know that I had done a podcast beginning in November that talked about why I took a three-month hiatus. And I took three-month hiatus because Jeannie had me doing a ton of work and there weren't enough hours in the day while simultaneously also being a mom and wife and having a coaching program because I am studying to be a neurodiversity coach. So, you know, I said to Jeannie, I was like, something's got to go off the plate. And so it was this podcast and it ended up going from one month to three months. But the beauty of it was in that time, it allowed me to figure out how could I do this better by stepping away from it? How could I come back to the joy of it and not just the pure sort of background work that's involved in bringing anything to life? Because there is always work in the background. And if you're, say, a six-figure business, you're not necessarily going to have a whole team doing all the back end for you. Right? You know, as entrepreneurs, we're doing a lot of it ourselves. So automating it is another way people can get a system working better without necessarily having to hire somebody. I just want to compliment you on that, that you recognize that, that this is something that you love doing and you want to keep doing in your business, but you took a little step back to say, let me put a system around this that's going to actually help this grow and also get into more ears, I should say. And that's what you focus on, though, is creating systems and simplifying things. And so you are a perfect example of doing it in your own business. You can help other people do that, too. Well, and it's a little bit like the shoemaker's children. We do it after the fact. And as you know, I have ADHD. A lot of the listeners will know that too. I tend to be a jump in feet first and figure it out along the way. (laughs) And this time it was really good to step back. And in fact, I've already made the decision that I will not be doing any podcasts in next August so that again, I can take a break, step back, 
Um, but this time really by design, instead of sort of throwing my hands up in the air and saying, oh my God, this just has to go. <laughs> my poor listeners are like, where are you? <laughs> well, well, I'm not here. I'm really glad you bring that up because it is about having a lifestyle business. And so with the work that you do, it really allows people to plan ahead and to focus. And, you know, it, it doesn't mean you have to completely shut down. It just means that you're being a little bit more organized in what you're doing in your business growth. And that's what I love looking at too, from a different angle. It's really from the revenue and the marketing side in a different way. But I think that it's that whole approach that we all take, or many of us in the beginning of a business, we're like, it's just this haphazard way of growing a business that doesn't have that lens of, well, how does this work with my lifestyle? And especially as, you know, someone who has, you know, children who are a little older, I look at it like, I want to do other things, not just work all the time. I want to be with my family and have experiences as much as possible too. Well, and I have a teenager still living at home. And nonetheless, I want to have a life and enjoy things and be able to do things. And I do. And that does mean, it doesn't mean that I'm not working at least 40 hours a week. I'm sure I am. It's just that I juggle them a little differently. And this is the funny thing. You know, I talk about less work, more weekend, but I'm not going to lie. There are times I work on the weekend. I don't work all weekend. So in coaching school, the only time I really have for a chunk of time to study is say Sunday morning for three or four hours. I don't have a problem with that. I just do it. And then I plan something really heavenly to do afterwards. Maybe it's brunch with my husband on the water. Maybe it's uh, taking a long hike. I always balance because, well, you know, I'm a cancer survivor and I wanted to live my life. I just said, I'm going to do things and enjoy them. And I'm not going to continue to perpetually burn out, which is not. So when we can do that, that's really where it's at. I think it's sort of the lie of entrepreneurship is people don't realize like you're going to have to really figure out how to run your business so it doesn't run you. So you can have a lifestyle business because as an entrepreneur, it's very easy to work 70, 80, 90 hours a week and you're spending your wheels getting nowhere. You know, Catherine, that's a really good point because there's some people who really want to work that much and they love it and it feeds them. And then there's other people that are doing it not because they want to, but because they feel that they have to in order to catch up or to make money. And for those that want to, it's different. For those that feel that they need to, what I really want to say is there is a different way of working. And you're evidence of that. I think I'm evidence of that. There's a different process that you can put in place. There are different strategies that you can be using. And so if you find yourself getting to that point for listeners, if you find yourself working constantly and not seeing your revenue increase, not seeing your your marketing efforts pay off, if you find that you're constantly spending more money than what you're making, then one of the things that's really helpful is to take a look at what are the things that you are doing and start to evaluate them to see which ones need to be peeled back and which ones need to be accelerated. Absolutely. I was thinking about your comment about spending and it can be very easy as an entrepreneur. You get a new client in. (laughs) I remember this at the beginning. I would do this a lot. Like, oh, new client, $1,000. And I have six different ways I was spending the $1,000 and now it's Mm $6,000. And it was, it was very easy to do that at the beginning and to not really be like hardcore about the PL and make very strong, put very strong boundaries around 
where I was going to spend money. I think when you're starting out, there's a lot of bright, shiny object, especially with people with ADHD. We are like really drawn to the newest thing, the latest thing, et cetera. And my journey has really taken me, and I know your journey has shifted too. We're going to get right there in a sec. My journey has shifted from being in Wall Street to being a interior designer, commercial interior designer, and then going into productivity consulting and now coaching. And those two are like as close as you can get, which is great. It's not this giant shift consulting to coaching other than, you know, really have to learn what the heck you're doing when you're a coach because it's very, very different from consulting. And the point of all that is during that, I wasn't buying everything in sight. I was being very targeted about what's the right next step for where I'm going? Where are my passions and how can I do them in such a way that it makes economic sense like a revenue growth strategy as opposed to a let's just throw money at it and see if it works. Absolutely. I love that. And I think one, <laughs> one of one of the things a lot of my clients will say to me is how do I start to make better decisions about my time and my how I'm spending my money that I'm making? So it's not just about learning how to make it, but then how are you investing in different things that you need for your business growth. And so in your situation, you knew that you wanted to go further into coaching, moving and and doing this pivot that would empower you and allow you to expand your business, right? So smart decision, right? And then other times we're making investment decisions and it's similar to something we've done before, but we think that it's going to make a difference, right? So we might say, I'm going to invest in this strategy now. And what happens is you haven't completely finished that first strategy. So your example is perfect because it's about business development. It's about business growth. It's about empowering your skills, right? And and learning how to do that. But when we talk strategies, this is the issue that I see all the time. It's like, well, I'm going to hop here and I'm going to hop here. I'm going to invest in this. And there hasn't been completion or an effort to complete the first one to see if it's been done. And that's where I sort of get like all fired up, like, okay, no, let's work on that. Or let's decide quickly that that is definitely not a tool or strategy and move on to one that will. And that's Mm -hmm. how I like to look at how we spend our time. Absolutely. And I think the other thing people don't always remember is time is money. And so sometimes it's worth hiring a VA for whatever amount of money. Look, I have no problem with people going to Fiverr to the Philippines to get people who are less expensive. That's what you need to do. Or if you want to hire local, my VA is in Canada. She's sort of in the middle of those two extremes. And, you know, by having her taking care of the back end admin stuff that one, I hate doing. And two, more importantly, I'm not very good at that allows me to now focus on my business, taking care of my clients, customer service, marketing, sales. I'm also not the world's greatest salesperson. But you know, if I can get people into conversation, that's where it's at. And the fact is, she can't really sell for me the VA. So she does all these back end things that aren't a good use of my time. So a lot of the time I'm telling clients, like I have a client who's making well over six figures as a thriving business, can't see straight, barely can get a day off. And I keep saying, you got to hire an admin. You know, you can get someone for a really reasonable price. So we're getting there. She has taken some vacation time. (laughs) Thanks to me being like, you will take vacation time. She has taken some vacation time. So, and that's great. Oh, the other little piece to that is, 
to when you're taking time off to be very deliberate about it. So if you're taking a walk out in nature, you're not answering emails from work. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're out on a date with your spouse, you're not taking a phone call from a client. So, you know, this it comes back down again to boundaries. Well, and I had a tendency when I was very obsessed with my business growth, especially in the beginning, because there was a lot riding on it, that I had a tendency to work all the time. It, and it wasn't like physically working. It was my mind working. So right. I was always thinking, oh, and I never shut my brain down. And that just leads to exhaustion. And, and possibly in some cases, some people find they have symptoms that come up that aren't necessarily the healthiest things. And as soon as I started to learn how to turn my brain off for working to do things like you were talking about with your husband, like I found myself needing to go and take walks with my husband on the beach, needing to put my feet in the water, things like that would just take my brain out of my business for a little bit. And then I would have those breaks and then I'd come back to it more refreshed and more focused and knew what I needed to do to give the attention that my business needed for the growth that I wanted it to have. So I call that getting out of my brain and into my body. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. it really works. It's very yeah. grounding. It's um, you can make it spiritual or not really up to you. But it's a chance for me to give this nonstop brain of mine a break. And when I do that, then I come back, even if it's say a 20 minute walk outside in nature. And by nature, you can just walk around your neighborhood. I'm like a new person. I'm completely renewed. So I would love for you to talk to us more about what you're doing now. Because Jeannie, one of the things that I watched you grow as over the last year, you've had to shift like the rest of us, is from a model of in-person speaking to something else entirely. Well, not entirely, but a little bit something else. (laughs) Yeah, so this is the beauty of it. So you know that I said earlier that most of my work for a long time was focused on helping people either scale to six figures or then multiply afterward. And the marketing strategies that I was used within that were were speaking strategies. And so typically they were in person and they were live opportunities. However, coincidentally, shortly before the pandemic, what I started to do was realize that you could blend the two, virtual speaking strategies and live speaking strategies. So what happened this year? Well, the funny thing in all of this was I realized the timing was fantastic to be able to start to flip the strategies around and be able to still use them. So many of my clients over the past year have flipped into more virtual strategies to sell and fill their programs. And that's really what I've done this past year is transition and see how to do that this year and then beyond. And also to start to do more lead generation online, I had stepped completely away from that because I didn't need to. And then I was able to pivot quickly back into it. What I found is that there's another system around this process and it can work very, very well. But people get kind of hung up in, well, it's very crowded online, or I don't want to spend a lot of time and energy online, or I don't want to spend time and money on Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of this is that you don't have to, that there is a nice method to growing your business virtually without having to necessarily invest a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of money. And I want to go back in time briefly because when I first became a coach, 
my kids were smaller. They actually, they were both in high school at the time and they went to a school that was 45 minutes away and I was driving. I had a full-time job and I was growing my business. So I was growing it in what I call the tiny pockets of time. And I was leading only into virtual strategies to grow my business. So this is before Facebook ads existed. This was before Zoom existed, webinars, all of the things that now people are doing. I didn't have those tools. So when everything started to shift this year, I went right back to what were the things that helped me grow my list without Facebook ads, without all of these other strategies. And I just leaned back into that. And that's really been the focus for this year and beyond and that you can have both in your business. Eventually, we'll be able to go out and start speaking again, gathering people in person. But for the time being, using this these new strategies that I'm employing again, or they're not new, but they're old strategies, they're allowing me more freedom in my business and my clients to be able to say, wow, I can do this without having to work so hard and see results. And that's been hugely helpful. Right. So, you know, I really had started public speaking probably this time last year. Yeah. It was just lining up events and the pandemic hit. And, and, you know, I've done Toastmasters and the whole nine yards. And it was funny because, I, and partly because of the podcast, podcast was what, how I found my voice. But then I was able to start doing public speaking events. And when I first started, and, you know, encouraged by you, because I went to your event last November. Every time someone asked me to give a speech or I reached out to someone, they wanted a speech tailored a certain way. And so I was creating the speech and redoing it each time in a different way. And it was, it was, I think I have six different speeches in my cache and my file folders and, and, you know, with, with slides and the whole nine yards. I mean, that's, that is an amazing amount of time. So when we worked together this summer, one of the first things I had said was, uh, you know, what do we do about this? You're like, you have one signature speech and that's the only one you give. And I thought, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Ding, 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 you know, hold on light bulbs. And so I did, I created a signature speech. And now if someone says, well, we want you to come speak. I'm like, well, this is what I speak on. Just yes. this. Yes. And that's it. And it's so much easier, which means now I'm speaking twice a month and the speech is done. It's ready. I mean, it was so funny. I had one recently where I was, I actually thought I was going to be interviewed and I wasn't. They just had me come on and talk. <laughs> and I found out at the absolute last minute, it wasn't the interview. And, you know, I was kind of doing a panic and I'm like, what are you talking about, girl? Just quickly look at the outline for your speech. So I looked yeah. at me and I went, blah, 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 told the thing, did a half hour on a Facebook Live without blinking an eye because I had it in my back pocket. So see, this goes again back to systems and automation and productivity. If you have one speech that you always give, that's a lot easier. And I'm not saying we don't tailor it or change it. I mean, I'm doing a workshop called Uncluttered Holidays, which is a speech I gave last year. And it's actually a workshop. So it's doing things during it. Last year, I did it in person. This year, I'm doing it virtually. Right. Perfect. It's already built. We don't have to rebuild it. Yeah. And what you're saying is something that I figured out a long time ago, too, because I kept getting asked, Oh, can you speak on this topic? Can you speak on this topic? And the thing that's nice, and we went through this in the beginning when we first started working together, was how to come up with your signature talk. And you technically can have derivatives of the one main talk. 
It's kind of like, do you remember back in the day when a lot more people were blogging and you would have one core blog post and that could be split, um, sort of splintered out, right? It's sort of the same concept with the signature talk is what you're taking is you can have this overarching topic or you can take one part out of it and use that or any of those pieces out to speak on. But all roads always lead back to what it is that you do and how it's unique and how it supports your clients so that it positions you and helps those individuals listening to you. So, but the secret really is that, and this is the part that I love the most, is that when you get so focused on this is my core area, this is what I'm a specialist in, nobody can take that away because you have your own unique spin on what it is that you do. And that's why I love being able to speak about it, whether it's virtual speaking or live speaking, you position yourself as the expert based on your skill set, your process, your framework, your story. So that's what helps to attract people faster, whether virtual or online, I mean, virtual or in person. So we've talked about a whole bunch of things and we've kind of woven productivity through all of it. But I'd love to know if you have one favorite productivity app or pointer that you use on a regular basis. I do. So I realized a little while ago that I was tremendously unorganized in one particular area. And it's called the Artful Agenda. And what it is, it's an online, it's a virtual calendar system where I can make lists and keep my calendar visible. And it has different apps. And what I love about it is it integrates with Google Calendar or iCal, either of those. But I kept making lists, Catherine. And so I'm like a paper person. So I kept writing and writing and then like, where did I put that? Did I, or did I put that in notes in my phone or whatnot? Now what I have is here's my calendar. Here's what my lists are. And I can actually put uh, like an item and I can list what the time is that I want to have it done. And it pops up in my calendar and it's like, Oh, that's right. Because I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm as young as I used to be, but there's a lot going on in here all day long. I can't remember half of the stuff that I started off with wanting to do during the day. I need my lists. So the Artful Agenda has been something I've been really enjoying. And it's helped me be more productive in my calendaring and lists. So I used Todoist, which is similar, but I'm going to write that in the show notes, the Artful Agenda. Yeah. And then we're going to write something else in the show notes because drum roll, when this drops, it's the day before Jeannie launches her... New podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So the Midlife CEO podcast is dropping on December 4th. So I'm very, very excited. It's for women who are coaches and client-based business owners who are growing a business in midlife. And we talk all things about being a midlife woman. So not just business, but everything that relates to being a woman in midlife. So I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited for you. And now yet you get to weave in a little bit of that former life in IIN, right? Oh, all of these. There's so many stories, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's much to talk about. Absolutely. You know, we didn't talk about this and we'll, I'm not going to delve into it because we could be here another half hour. But just a quick note that one of the ways we take care of ourselves in addition to going out and taking a nice walk and taking a break is to eat healthy food. IIN is for a nutrition because you used to be in the nutrition coaching area. So I just wanted to clarify that for people. All right. So how can people find you? How can they find your podcast? Well, they can just go on right over to geniespyro.com. Everything is over there. 
ready to launch tomorrow and you'll find me there. And I have a free guide if, if I can tell you a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Listeners, so I created a guide and it's all about how to generate leads through speaking. And these are live and virtual speaking strategies. And it's uh, geniespyro.com forward slash guide. And it will help people just focus on some strategies, both in person and online to generate more leads. That is fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's such a delight to see you and have time with you and, and, and share you with my listeners. Well, thank you for having me, Catherine, and to be here with all of your listeners. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Take care. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Catherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.